What's up, everybody? We are back with another episode, as we do our best to do every week. I say do our best because we know how it works. Um, I am one of your heralds of pop culture, Will. I'm the other, Asher. And I'm bringing up the rear. I'm Harry. We are... When's the last time we've done all four of us? Because it is now three. We are missing Geller, but we are... I'm excited because we have Will back. I, we missed you last week, last time, Will. I know. I, um... Had the preconceived notion, preconceived notion that it was mainly going to be slasher and horror movies, so I opted out because those aren't my thing, and I didn't feel like I could contribute. Well, um, when, when I heard you do- guys talk about more stuff, I was a little disappointed I didn't do it because I do love my classic Universal monsters. I love my Tim Burton movies, my Adams Family and monsters, my Scooby Doo's. When we do a Christmas episode, we'll have you on because you are quite the Christmas connoisseur. Yes, I am. Oh, Always remember, uh, Santa Claus is the most powerful mutant in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, that's a fact. Marvel Universe? Yes. Yeah, it's a fact. Uh, yeah, isn't he called like St. Nick or is it just Santa? I think it's both, yeah. Jeez. And he's a mutant? Yep. The most powerful Omega level mutant. Wow. All right. Which makes you wonder why I didn't do anything during the Dark Phoenix arc. Yeah, well, Which, we can talk about that during the Christmas yeah. episode. Yeah, it's too early to start. Okay, so we got some news this week. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy, because the heaviest news comes from Star Wars from once. Wow. Oh, I know what that Star Wars news is. I'm excited to talk about it. There's no DC news. None at all. Or, no new Batman stuff? No. Oh, wow. I'm kind of surprised. I know. They never stop giving us some Batman stuff, so. Well, all they have anymore is Leslie Grace dressed up as Batgirl to give us a peek of her costume. No, it was a Halloween party costume Uh. from Party City. Come on. (laughs) But from Marvel, I kind of love this. Jim Mm -hmm. Carrey is currently rumored to play MODOK and multiple future MCU projects. This is exciting. That is perfect. (laughs) That is a big forehead I can get behind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then Gael Garcia Bernal is going to be cast as Werewolf by Night in the upcoming Disney Plus series. So the original Werewolf by Night is a character named Jack Russell, who I love. Mm-hmm. But then there's Jake Gomez, hmm. which I think in the comics he was one of the new Captain Americas as well. If I'm not mistaken, uh, the Native American one. How yeah, many Captain might... Americas are there going to be? Remember that new oh. weird thing they did with all the SJW Captain Americas? Good. They had the gay one. They had the Middle Eastern oh, one. I they had a Native American one. A black one. They had just a huge plethora of them for no reason. Interesting. But I'm pretty sure one of the, the Middle Eastern one or something, or Vietnamese, Filipino. Either way, I think her name stood for vagina, which is hilarious. That is kind of funny. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Captain China. So we think he's going to be Jake Gomez because Jake is also uh, Hispanic also. He's Native American and Hispanic. But time will tell. They might just so, jack up Jack Russell all the way around. 
it's just a Marvel werewolf, right? But it's not Man Wolf because Man Wolf is a different character. Yeah, Man Wolf is a uh, John Jameson. John, John Jameson, yeah. Yeah, oh, John, yeah. which is uh, J. Jonah Jameson's kid. Hmm. Um, I, like I said, I love Werewolf by Night. The only time I've seen him in media was an Ultimate Spider-Man Halloween episode where Ross yeah. Lynch voiced him. Yeah, interesting. Was but that I liked the episode because Terry Crews played. Wait, Cruz the guy from Austin and Alley. Mm-hmm. Was that the same episode that had Man Thing? Yes. I I I would like them to do a Man Thing. Maybe put him in that as well, or do a special with him later. I agree. The um, although I didn't think Ross Lynch, Lynch's voice fit, despite me liking him. But I was in for the episode because Terry Crews was Blade. Oh yeah, Blade. Oh, we have to talk about that. Wait, should we talk about? We'll talk about it later. But Eternals, Blade. Yeah. Okay. Or do we or do we not? Because it's spoilers. That is a spoiler, but who's going to see the movie anyway? True. I thought you wanted to. That That's oh. really... My interest has died down a little bit. That's really, like, the whole point of this episode, isn't it? Us, like, admitting that we did not go out and see the movie. Yeah. No, we did not go. That's the biggest news of this episode, is that we did not go and see Eternals. This is not the, at all. The majority of us yeah. don't really care to. I'll see it on Disney+, Plus, maybe. I don't know. Or just watch Shang-Chi again. I just don't know if I have the budget to go watch a movie right now, and Eternals is not really worth the sacrifice. Oh, no, it's November. If I'm going to see a movie, it's Ghostbusters Afterlife. Okay, yeah, that's also fair. So for Star Wars news, Book of Boba Fett comes out December 29th, but that trailer... The trailer was dropped. What are we thinking? Real quick, real quick. How does my mic sound? It sounds good. It sounds good right now. It, okay. I, I think you turned it down earlier when we told you to turn it up. So. No, because uh, uh, if, if I do this whole episode and I sound uh, real quiet, I'm going like, to be real sad. That's going to be unfortunate. We always want a little more hair. So. Dude, tell me about it. All right, Boba Fett trailer. The Boba yes. Fett trailer. So what do we think about that? Uh, you first, Harry. Um. Okay, Uh. it was... When I okay, when they released the title book of Boba Fett, I honestly assumed it was going to be like an anthology series where we were just going to get a bunch of mini Boba Fett like short stories because I don't know, just the book of Boba Fett sounded like it was going to be something like that. So I was yeah. surprised when I saw the trailer, and it's literally just like right where the post credit scene of Mandalorian two ended. It's just him yeah. ruling over uh, Jabba. He only like does he rule over more than Tatooine? Like does Jabba have control outside of Tatooine, or is it just Tatooine? I don't know. I've never looked into I it that much. I think the huts control a lot of the underworld, but Jabba himself is the tattooing area. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it seems like we're getting like a Godfather Boba Fett style story, which it. is kind yeah. of awesome. No, it's really cool. Uh, I my favorite episode I think from season two was the Boba Fett episode. You know, the one that was uh, directed by I don't know the guy that did the Machete movies. That was really good. Oh, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, I really that was my favorite episode. And if we can get like what eight episodes of that, I'm in. See, my favorite was the Ahsoka episode just because I love the Kurawasa take. Yeah. Uh, it was very Japanese influenced. This one, once again, similar to Mandalorian, seems very Western-ish. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm excited okay. to see what they do with it. It seems like a different story than we mostly get with a lot of Star Wars properties. Oh yeah. Since I don't think there's gonna be any like force users in there whatsoever. And it's gonna be finally... a trually separate story. Yeah. We finally get to explore the Star Wars criminal underworld as the central story, which is something I've been wanting for some time. Yeah. We were supposed to get it in a video game a while back that I think was called 
Star Wars thirteen thirteen. Yeah, the Darth Maul one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that never panned out. So the fact that we finally get something yeah. in in the eyes of Boba Fett of all people is amazing. Yeah, there's I mean, there's a lot of cool underworld stuff. I mean, they always talked about how I don't know if you guys knew this, but like if Solo did well, they were going to make a solo trilogy and it was going to delve into the Crimson Dawn because, of course, Darth Maul showed up at the end. And I don't think we're going to get the Crimson Dawn in this because they're disbanded by now because Darth Maul's dead by now. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of cool bounty hunters. I'd love to pop up. If Cad Bane is chronically still alive, I'd love to see Cad Bane, Embo, Bosk. Uh, Bosk, I think we could see, um, IG-88. is, what's the uh, guy with, with the wrappings on it, said I'm blanking on his, Dangar? Oh, Dangar, Dangar, yeah, yeah, yeah Dangar, yeah. we could see him, possibly. Um, I'm definitely looking forward more to a Cad Bane appearance, because, oh, yeah. I mean, I never got too much into Clone Wars, so I don't know a lot about his character, but his character design, oh, yeah, is sick. Um, for me, the one that I would love to see is Embo, for sure. He was in a few episodes of Clone Wars, and he's got so much to him, but so much mystery. He's and I the, love his design. But I'd love to see new bounty hunters. He's got the Kung yeah. Lao. Yeah, I hope it's not just like an Easter egg, like nostalgia fest. No. And I don't think it will it be. Focus on, it just makes it... I just want fresh Star Wars stuff. Yeah. I mean, new like... Things. What was that, Harry? Like Will said, some of the... some of the, uh, What was the new character's name? She's in the show with him. I can't think oh, of her Fennec. name. Fennec Shand. Fennec Shand. was like an original bounty hunter they introduced, and she was a really cool character. So like Will said, if we can get more original bounty hunters, I'd be really cool for that. Uh, for that. Oh, yeah, for real. And then whoever Jake Canaveral played in season one, he was the young bounty hunter that teamed up with Mando. Didn't he die? Yeah, yeah he died. No, but I'm saying he was a new one. Oh, yeah. He was not in any prior thing. Um, So that was cool. So we've had two new bounty hunters, at least, in Mando. Yeah, hopefully they introduce some that are more than human characters and go more in, like, the creative designs we get with some of the more beloved ones. And I wouldn't be mind if there was a little secret Mandalorian group that was inspired by Boba. That could be cool. You know? Yeah. Do you think Mando, I may or may, you know what, I'm not going to say it, but do you think Mando will show up in the show? No. I don't know. Okay. He's got his own thing going on. Yeah. Honestly, I don't really think they need to... I, I said this back when Mandalorian was coming out and they introduced Book of Boba Fett. I thought it would have been cool if it was just how the Mandalorian series went. It would just follow different, like, even though Boba, Boba is not technically a Mandalorian per se, but he's, like, still got the armor and everything. Like, if it was just a season of the Mandalorian was the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. I think yeah. they're trying to delve. Disney's going too much into spinoffs. Mm-hmm. They need... I don't know. Like, just talk about oversaturating the market. I, I've gone yeah. about this in, like, group chats and stuff, but it's just, like, I don't know. Like, it's, with the Marvel stuff especially, they need to chill with that. The Star Wars is yeah. getting pretty bad, too. Like, we don't need solo spinoff series for every single character in the universe. See, what I like is what it's doing different from Star Wars. Yes, we're getting the character spinoffs like Ahsoka and the Book of Boba, but we're also still getting original things alongside it. Yeah. Original stories, original characters. And I, I am excited about that. I mean, um, we didn't do, we didn't do an episode talking about it, sadly. But, you know, one of the most original Star Wars things we had in a while was Visions. And that was like awesome. So oh, yeah. did we never talk about Visions? No, because we were going to have M- Michael on the show because, you know, Michael's our anime guy. It was like three days before we moved. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Later down the line, especially if Michael comes up to live with you guys later, it'd be 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the hype's kind of down down about it anyway, but it'd still be cool to revisit that for sure. But I think that would have been a cool name. Everyone wants their Star Wars What If now. That would have been a cool name for it. Huh? Because of Marvel's What If, everyone wants a Star Wars one now, and every cinematic thing has to have a What If now, which is stupid. Yeah. But if Star Wars was to do it, Star Wars Visions would have it should have been the name for it. Yeah, but I, I kind of like how it wasn't just uh, it, it it introduced new stuff. It was know? an experiment. It was new things, new characters, new ideas, not just like taking characters we know. Yeah. And then making a half baked, unimagined story about it. Actually, the uh, the Village Bride episode just recently announced that Disney is pushing it as an Oscar contender. Oh wow! For original shorts. It was it was a slow burn episode, but it was good. It was. My favorite was still the Ninth Jedi. Oh yeah, definitely said. I think my favorite is a lot of people's favorite, which is the first one. <clears throat> the first one was one of oh, my that favorites. Oh, so good. Yeah, it was majority it style, but it was a strong start. Like I love oh, yeah. the art style for it too. But I think it, it, this isn't a Star Wars Visions episode. Let's move no, on to the not. next piece. So for I'm, the next news what? is a uh, a Darth Maul solo animated series is coming to Disney Plus. I'm so excited. Just as I was talking about spinoffs that we don't It'll really follow. Need. No, this is good. It'll follow his adventures pre-solo Star Wars story as he builds up Crimson Dawn. And some of the returning cast members are Sam Witwer, Darth Maul, yeah. has to be. Yeah. This was interesting. Matt Lanter. So they got a different voice for Darth Vader when he did the transition. But Matt Lanter was the Anakin voice. So I don't know if Matt Lanter is going to be someone new because they haven't confirmed or if he's going to return as Anakin somehow. Hmm. Um, D. Bradley Baker is some various clones. And then Paul Bettany is Dryden Voss. Oh, cool. Which he was seen in Clone Wars Season 7 yeah. as one of the holograms around the Crimson Dawn table. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. So he's already been featured in the animated stories outside of Solo. So it'll be interesting to see his build up yeah, to yeah. where he got where he was for Solo. Okay. Um, Darth Maul is my favorite outside of Yoda. They're my favorite characters. And like I said, I'm excited to see more of the Star Wars Criminal Underworld. Yeah. We're like, yeah. One of the most famous ones built up with a character that I love that just has so much meat to him now. Thanks That's to Clone Wars. That Yoda and Darth Maul are your two favorite characters because you can't find more polar opposite characters. I know. <laughs> Yoda was just, he was always the short guy. And he was yeah, awesome. He could like fight and win almost, it felt like. Right, right, growing right. up so i just love that i'm excited i really i really like sam whitmer's take on darth maul oh mm. he's genius yeah and and you know that hallway scene that you know we love a good star wars hallway scene but that one in the final season of clone wars when you're just going down all those clones just with the force it's a good scene the decap the hint at a decapitation yeah. yeah awesome what do you think asher about the darth maul series yes I don't know. Like I said, I haven't seen Star- I haven't seen Clone Wars, so I just figured that we've gotten all we need to know about his story through Clone Wars and Rebels. I don't know. And you already know my opinions about yeah. the oversaturation with spinoff series, so I See, don't know. You say we got all of it, but when we get to Solo, we do have Crimson Dawn. It's like, well, how did we get there? I we have no explanation for any of that. Yeah, I but- think what Asher wants to say. And it's something that a lot of Star Wars fans think, and that's we've had enough of this time period. I want, like, other stories from different time periods and stuff. Yeah, like, go to, like, the old Republic era or something. Or, there's you know, so, retcon so the sequels and, like, make an entirely new post-Empire era. 
My question is, why does it feel like Disney's too cowardly to touch the Old Republic area? That's what I'm saying. They are so afraid to leave this era. It's insane. It is. Yeah, and then they, like, made the High Republic, like, which is, I don't know, I think it's, like, a either before the Old Republic or an in-between period between the Old Republic and the Empire. The High Republic is so weird for me because the High Republic is so similar to the prequel era because, like, the High Republic is, like, the Republic at its peak right before, you know, it gets taken down by the Empire. That, yeah, wait, that, that literally just sounds like the prequel era. Right, exactly. That's what it is. Like, there's no Sith. Like, Sith are extinct in the High Republic era, if you read the comics. Oh. Yeah, no, that's just so dumb, because it's so cool to read about, like, these giant battles between, like, armies of Sith, armies right. of Jedi. Like, I don't know. I just feel like that that could be something we get so much, so much interesting content out of. I've heard, uh, you guys know the YouTube channel Hello Greedo? This is, like, the last <laughs> time I move on. I can't he, say I've ever heard of him, no. Okay, well, he always talks about how he wants, like, like a, a real interesting movie where it's, like, the discovery of the Force, like, the first two people to find the Force, and, like, how yeah. one guy uses it for the light and then the birth of the dark side. Like, that'd be, I don't know, no lightsabers, just... That'd be cool. Or just a, a, a series when they're make, when they're using, like, the proto-sabers, like, from the Legends continuity. They have to be plugged in. Yeah, like, the wired lightsabers. Mm-hmm. And, like, how the combat would be when it comes to that. Because, you know, I figured, like, you'd be targeting less of, like, your enemy and more their cord. Right. Their cord of their power pack. Yeah, the cord of the power pack would be more the target. Like, disarm them, then take them. I mean, then the question goes, you know, do you do you delve something like that with a series? Or do you try do you start something like that with a movie? I don't know. Here's the thing is, like, if you make a movie trilogy, don't do it. it like, you got to plan it out. You can't no, okay. do what they did with the sequels where there's, like, played it by ear. You have to plan out the story and make it, I don't know, like, try and make it just as iconic as, like, the original trilogy. Don't just try to make, like, oh, well, we're just going to make a, another Star Wars story, but it's in a different time period. I'd love to keep talking about this. Gosh darn it. Yeah, yeah. We. Uh, how, how far are we in so far? It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's okay. fine. So next is uh, the Rogue Squadron movie. Was taken off the production schedule. The one that because that Patty uh, Jenkins. Yeah, Patty Jenkins was directing. It was because of scheduling conflicts. Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Wonder Woman. Okay. Yeah. It's because of scheduling conflicts with Wonder Woman three and Cleopatra. Yeah. Uh, well, from Wonder Woman two, I'd be okay if she take priority over Rogue Squadron rather than trying to make another Wonder Woman. Same. Yeah. I think that'd be cool, you, you know, because she said she was going to make it like a World War II style fighter pilot movie because her grandpa was in World War II, and she's like, and I, I don't know. I she mean, really likes her World War II movies, doesn't she? She does. Or I guess like her period war movies. Right. I don't know. I think that would have been fun because, yeah, it probably would have been in a time period that we touched on. It probably would have been Empire versus Rebellion, but just like from, you know, no Jedi or anything, just some fighter pilot squadron, that would have been fun. Yeah. Definitely. Um, As far as Disney goes... Hocus Pocus 2 released their cast list with a bunch of people I don't know. Mm. Main cast outside of the, like, kids. Sanderson sisters returning with their uh, Billy the Butcher zombie character, mm. played by Doug Jones. Then here's the people I don't know. Outside of Tony Hale and Sam Richardson, Whitney Peak, Lila Buckingham, and Melissa Escobedo will be the people re-unleashing the Sanderson sisters. Joined by Juju Brewer, Taylor Page Henderson, Nina Kitchen and Froy Gutierrez, who I do know. 
Hocus Pocus, again, for me, is one of those you didn't need a sequel. No, definitely not. Perfect as is. Don't touch it, but... Is it coming out next Halloween? Yeah. Not something I guess they can leave alone. No, it's coming out this Christmas, Harry. (laughs) No, it's coming out this Halloween. We missed it. Yo, it already came out? No! Just no announcing the cast? Go back. Go back. What a mess. We gotta rewind this. Speaking of Disney news, and I'm sure you're going to touch on in a second, but it is Disney Plus Day this Friday, right? Yeah. Disney Plus Day. Uh, yeah. That's what they did last year, where they get to show us all the things coming up soon. It's like the Investor's Day. I think it's the same thing. It is. Uh, okay. But it's their anniversary. It's right. Anniversary. They're dropping a bunch of stuff on Disney Plus, not only the Shang-Chi and a bunch of other things, but actually just today, they mm-hmm. announced... They announced the um the IMAX thing where all Marvel movies are going to now be put on IMAX for like ratio. Ratio, yeah. Yeah, so oh, wow. if you if you want to rewatch the MCU movies for like the 500th time, this Friday would be the time to do it. Sweet. Yeah. I think they should really make a throwback to when it first came out and just make the entire app just crash on you. It never crashed on me. It never crashed on you. I no. remember hearing a bunch of stuff about it crashing on everyone else like it just wouldn't work when it was first released. They have surprise specials, too. When Asher said that he wanted to throw it back, I didn't think he was talking about Disney+. Plus. I thought he was just talking about, like, film. And I thought he meant, like, I want Disney to, like, send us a little projector where, like, we have to feed the film. (laughs) That that seems like something... He's like, send it in the mail. That seems like something you'd want to do. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. I'd like to work for my movies. Yeah, and they send you a little popcorn machine. You have to turn it, you know? (laughs) I actually think I own one of those. Yeah, a little, a little like a hat. I don't know, like a little popcorn guy hat. Yeah, like a little, <laughs> little red striped conductor hat. I think I'd look pretty cute in that. I think you'd look pretty cute. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it's all about you know earning, the, earning the film. You Egg, know. Yeah. You gotta. It's an experience. Yeah. So we got Taika Waititi. Oh, sorry. That's it. Taika Waititi is uh, directing the Tower of Terror movie based off the amusement ride. Starring Scarlett Johansson, she's back. She likes Disney now. She's cool. Yes. Nice. Okay, they paid her enough money to come back. Let's go. And Gal Gadot was cast as the <clears throat> evil queen in Snow White, which makes Real no thing. sense because about, she is now the fairest of them all. About yeah, the what, terror thing, is it not going to be? Is it not going to be Twilight Zone? Because that's what the Tower of Terror ride is at Disney. It's Twilight Zone. So is it not like a Twilight yeah. Zone movie? We don't know. We just know director and Scarlett Johansson right now. <clears throat> okay, do you think Disney's going to send us, like, a, a chair that drops, like, they're going to do with the film? Like, we're going to get stuff. Yeah. Where we Could you just... imagine that's all it is? They're going to send the... a personalized Tower of Terror ride to your home. What if they yeah. just go to the theater and all it is is the movie starts and the chair comes out from under you? Oh, God. I mean, if there's, if there's like, one movie. The to, theater like, starts to raise. Like... <laughs> push the, you get struck by electricity and die. <laughs> dude that 3d experience was crazy <laughs> my pacemaker just like exploded <laughs> dude let's be real that's how they advertise those real d 3d movies back in the day yeah they were I'm, like if you watch saw in 3d you will actually die this is- <laughs> you know they used to do blood drives at the saw premieres which is kind of really cool <laughs> that's kind of hilarious i do it for a dracula movie for sure <laughs> I say they do the blood drive, like, with the needle in your arm as you're watching the movie. So if there's, like, a jump scare, you just, like, mess up your arm really bad. It has has to be, like, a real rusty needle that probably has, like, HIV. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. Instead of a drinking game, every time that Dracula bites someone, you have to donate blood. (laughs) Yeah. 
So we got talking about what movie are you talking about? No, I said like I do it for Dracula. Oh, okay, okay. You know, something like if we did a prequel marathon every time, you know, like dialogue is pure art and brilliance. You have to like take a shot. I'd be sober. No, no, no. No, every single line of dialogue (laughs) in that series is perfection. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. George Lucas just wrote Shakespeare for that entire trilogy. Too dumb to comprehend what he was trying to put down. Exactly. Nolan who? My bad, my bad, my bad. So for regular film <laughs> TV stuff, Chris Pratt is now Garfield in the new animated movie. He can't keep, he can't getting, keep getting away with this. He I don't know why. Can't keep getting. Bring back Bill Murray. Someone said they wanted Arnold Schwarzenegger's new dad-in-law as John. What? Oh, does his the, new dad? The dog? Yeah, he's oh, married yeah, to Arnie's yeah, yeah, yeah. daughter. Just the dog talk. Odie does not talk. Okay. I think they should oh, yeah. cast... Uh, Chris Pratt's father-in-law is Schwarzenegger. God, that'd be scary. I'm dating your I daughter. I know. I'm dating your daughter. You, whatever you do to my daughter, I do to you. <laughs> you hurt my, my daughter. Oh, no. You will be telling... Um, this was exciting for me. Daniel Day came known for Hawaii Five-O and Lost and Rock. Well, I pressed record, so we're back. Ash is going to blow his nose real quick. Okay, blah, blah, blah. We're the Heralds of Pop Culture. If the first half of our episode didn't record, we are sorry. We talked about some really cool news stuff that you'll never hear. But if you heard it... I think it should. I hope it does. Then it should. And uh, we can move on. Because I pressed, like, stop recording six times before it cut. Okay. Um. But yeah, cut. So I'm sorry about that. But while we are waiting, um, how's well, we, the how's the WWE going in the background? Uh, you know what? I have to watch intently in this episode because I'm going to next week's show because it's coming to Indianapolis next week. Okay. So I'm trying to I'm just intently watching this week's episode because you know whatever happens tonight will bleed into my the show I'll be at. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Asher's back. Asher's yeah. back. Where we left off, we were talking about Garfield. Yes. Or bring back Bill Murray. Okay, continue. Bring back Bill Murray. Yeah. I'm not opposed. A tale of no, two kids. Talking about him. Um, Daniel Day Kim was just cast. We're oh, doing that. As Fire Lord Ozai. Yes. Which I'm excited for. He's a great actor. I've seen him in many things, and he's honestly perfect for the role. So I'm not much- sure what Netflix is doing, but I've been nothing but impressed by their casting for this so far. So just much better than the, the, the story and writing. Yeah. Is, uh, good. I'm going to say it a third time because I'm so right. So much better than the original voice of Fire, Lord Ozai. The voice? Yeah, because I love Mark Hamill, but his voice did not fit Fire, Lord Ozai. I thought I was the only one with that sentiment. No, it was like... I love Mark Hamill as Fire, Lord Ozai. He was so intense looking and, like, badass, but then I was like, he sounds like the Joker. Yeah. See, I never heard the Joker when it came to Fire, Lord Ozai. It just fell off. After that, um, we're going to talk about Asher's favorite things, huh? spinoffs and Illumination Entertainment. Oh, God. Oh, the Donkey Kong movie. Super Mario Brothers already gets a spinoff with uh, Donkey Kong starring Seth Rogen, who will be reprising his role from Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> okay, but you know Donkey Kong's going to have that laugh and it's going to be beautiful. They have to be setting up a Smash Bros movie, right? They have to be, man. 
Yeah. Might as well and put I, Garfield in here, too. Like. Well, I'm curious, then, if the live-action Metal Gear movie starring Oscar Isaac will be part of that universe, because it'd be real funny if, like, there's cute Mario and cute, you know, Luigi and all that stuff, and then, like, Oscar Isaac comes in and just mows him down with a machine gun. I don't know how those two mix. No, that'd be pretty great. Just, like, just, like, chroma key Oscar Isaac in, like... Like, re- just really, really patchy green screen. He just comes in, and just takes like a gun. I was gonna say, would he be slides in with the box? Would he become animated, or would he stay live action, just hanging around some animated characters? No, no, no. Do it, do it. Still live action, just green screen him in there. I say everyone else becomes live action. So Chris Pratt's wearing the outfit. Um, Seth Rogen's wearing. <laughs> Seth like, Rogen's in a gorilla suit. suit. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna look like. Dude, if they do that, it's just going to look like uh, Mario Warfare. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. See, I want to find the uh, roster from the very first game. <sighs> the very first game, it had Snake, though, right? Uh, No, this came out, I think, before Metal Gear. The, huh. That's wild. Okay. Then you have to add Pikachu, or when did Pikachu come in? So the very first roster consisted of Luigi... Mario, Donkey Kong, Link, Samus, Captain Falcon, Ness, Yoshi, Kirby, Fox, Pikachu, and Jigglypuff. So you got to add in Pikachu. Is there legal rights with that? I don't know how that works, but you got to get Pikachu. Do you like Ryan Reynolds, Detective yeah, Pikachu? Pikachu, but once again, he's just going to be wearing a yellow T-shirt with ears and a tail. Yes. Yeah, I don't know who owns. That's still Nintendo. Yeah, because the Detective Pikachu movie, I think, was, like, under Nintendo. Yeah. And I think that's what it is, is Nintendo's been collabing with Illumination, so I think the rights are fine. Yeah. So maybe this should be Sonic will be the tricky one. Yeah, He wasn't anywhere in the roster. He wasn't? No, yeah, he didn't come in until Ultimate, I thought, this newest one. Oh, maybe. Yeah, they could even go all up to Melee. Yeah, they can do anything besides Caspery Larson as Samus. (laughs) Well, if it's all animated, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I still don't want the voice though. No, live action. Just get someone dressed up as the as the hand. No, for me- yeah, for no, <laughs> for Metroid. Just some guy wearing like a suit that looks like Mickey Mouse's little like glove. If you Snake Met- didn't come in until Brawl. <clears throat> if okay. you do Metroid, that's like one I feel like should be live action. Maybe yeah. I think when it comes to video games, it can work either way. And so, same with Star Fox. I want a furry. Let's keep talking. Let's keep moving. Oh, God. Yeah, let's uh, let's move on to the next topic. Well, to answer your question real quick, Sonic and Snake were both introduced in um, Super Smash Melee. How many Which, Smash Bros were there? A lot. No, Melee Brawl and all... Oh, wait, Melee Brawl. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, For the last thing we got is Spider-Man after long-awaited. It's finally coming as a PS5 exclusive, or PlayStation in general. In Marvel's Avengers on November 30th. Who still plays that game besides you? Future <laughs> still. God. But hey, the Guardians of the Galaxy game I hear is actually good. I still have no desire. You only play as Star Lord. That is pretty yeah, dumb. But I'm pretty sure it's because all the other characters die or something. No. The, they just wanted it to be more centralized, which is cool. But I would have literally only gone there for Rocket. The visuals. The visuals look amazing, but the gameplay seems repetitive. Because it's just Star-Lord shooting his pistols the whole game. Seems fun. You can't even, like, switch characters? No. You can command them to do things, I think. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I mean, okay. But the story's good, you know. 
I don't I know. I, think, I heard the story's good. Same. Yeah, well, I'm confused because I'm pretty sure there's like a choose your own adventure aspect to it from there what is. I've seen. Yeah, because it like it's a Drax death scene or you know Drax save save Drax scene. I'm like, what what, what has happened with this game? Oh. Everyone's dropping like flies. It was like Drax, Rocky, Gamora. I'm like, bro. I only have Mantis in the game as well, and Adam Warlock I think is the final boss. Oh, I hope cool. I hope Drax has an invisibility ability. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Um, okay, but to get into our topic today, with the release of Internals, we kind of wanted to talk about our favorite superhero teams, each of our individual. Um, I'll let Harry start with this one. Who is your favorite superhero team? Who's like, like, do you just want to do like Marvel, DC overall? Whichever or like, one from or, either. Okay, so we'll do one from both. That works. Okay, and like superhero, supervillain team, either one, like just teams? Yeah, just, yeah. Okay, um... So I did not want to pick the Justice League because that's the easiest one to pick for DC, right? Because Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to do uh, the Crime Syndicate because it's the opposite. Uh, no, I love I love the Crime Syndicate. I really want them to do them in live action. Um, I love all the members. Um, probably my favorite uh, supervillain team. I wanted to do a supervillain team from DC because DC has better supervillains. So the Crime Syndicate is my favorite um, superhero, supervillain team from DC. And then my favorite uh, superhero team from Marvel. Uh, God, I had so many. Um, but I want to say the Fantastic Four because I love the Fantastic Four. It's generic. It's mine. It's generic. I was going to say it's generic, but gosh, they're so good when they're done right. Oh, so good. Yeah. I just love the cosmic aspect of Marvel and their superhero team that really deals with that aside from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I love but, the family aspect. That's that's what makes them unique for me. Oh, definitely. I've watched them all. I can genuinely say they don't have a bad animated series so far. For real? They're all great in their own right. Okay. Right. An era. Do you have a favorite DC superhero supervillain team? Uh, so DC for me is Teen Titans. Yeah. Why did I even side with the Legion of Superheroes? Oh yeah, I forgot you're a Legion guy. I am. As far I'm- as supervillain. I, oh. You gotta love. I'm the not Legion. much of a villain guy. I love the Legion of Doom because their base is a big helmet. That is true. Awesome. It's a big helmet in the swamp. Uh, maybe the Brotherhood of Evil. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Oh wait, I I don't know why, but I really like what is the mutant evil team, the Blackfire Club or something. Hellfire oh. Club. Yeah, Hellfire. Mm-hmm. I like the Hellfire Club because uh, X Men First Class kind of tried to do that. It was cool. Yeah, Sebastian Shaw. Yeah. Emma Frost, others. Asher. Harry Leland is one of them. Yeah. My favorite DC team? I don't know. Either Justice Society of America. Yeah. Yeah. Or then it's between is is Wildcats like It's DC is it and DC Wildstorm. Or is, yeah. yeah, it's just its own it's like DC. thing. Wildstorm yeah. is a DC imprint still. Yeah, okay. So yeah, probably Wildcats or something, just because it's got Grifter. Such a cheesy yeah. show, but it's still cool. I gotta I watch the show. But I just like Grifter, so if he's a part of a team, yeah, I'll take that. Asher was on one superhero team. He would be Starman on the Justice Society. Starman? Yeah. What's up with Starman? I don't know. I just feel like you would be a good Starman. Will? <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm serious. I think he'd be a good Starman. In the comics, they hate the dude. In the show, 
he's a very centralized character and he's kind of the leader. I was going to say, I'm just going off uh, the lead guy from what community that plays. He just thinks he's got a Joel McHale vibe to you, basically. Oh, nice. nice. Good old Jeff Weir. Oh, yeah. Good old Banker in Spider-Man 2. Oh, he was. What'd you say, Harry? I said he was. He didn't give Aunt May the free toaster. Dang, Joel. Come on, man. You can't can't knock a lady or toaster. That's what I'm saying. For Marvel, though, for me. um, Not chivalrous. Fantastic Four and X-Men in a heartbeat. Yeah. You got but a, Fantastic okay. Four overall. Give me five X-Men that have to be in your lineup. Mine? Yeah, not five. That's a right? good one. I kind of want to go around for this one. Okay. For me, um, can we exclude the obvious leaders? Yeah. And don't say Wolverine. I'm sorry. Wolverine, you can't put in the team. No, to me, the obvious leaders are Cyclops, Storm, and Jean. Yeah. You can exclude those three because they have to be on the team. Yeah. Yeah. I would say Iceman. Iceman. Mm-hmm. Beast, Nightcrawler, Gambit, and I feel like an X-Men without Rogue feels off. I was going to say either Rogue or Kitty Pride. I don't know. Rogue or Shadowcat. And yes, to me, they are interchangeable, but at the same time, they're not. I just don't like Rogue because as much as I know, like my our main exposure to Rogue, at least for me, is the movies. And they did not do Rogue well in the movies. 90 series and Wolverine and X-Men for me. Yeah. And I liked her in both. So, like. You know what's a Marvel team that I want to get into? What? The original Defenders. Ooh. Oh, is that Namor? That, yeah, it's oh, Namor, Doctor Sil- Strange, Hulk, Silver and Silver Surfer. Surfer. Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so different from what they are now. That is so, like, that's so much more interesting of a team-up than just, like, street When you go heroes. from cosmic to street-level heroes? Yeah. I, I really like, want to know in history how we got from that to that. Yeah, Defenders kind of had a glowdown. Yeah. Yeah, we I should have say, Defenders. Oh, Daredevil's cool and everything, but come on. We should Hulk have and Doctor Strange fight so the new Defenders see what happens. Say that we should have old Defenders fight the new Defenders. Oh, God. Dude, that wouldn't even be fair. Like. Yeah, one def- one new one old defender could probably take down the whole new defender team. Yeah, yeah, probably. I will say, um, oh wait, real quick, Harrison. No, Asher, yeah. what's your five X Men members that are a must? Ooh, okay, okay. Let me think about this. I'm not Darwin. Ooh. Oh man, you really do like Darwin. Power. There you go. Darwin. Uh, Havoc. Okay. Havoc's got some cool stuff. Uh, Spike from Evolution. Yeah. He was one of my favorite characters. Nightcrawler. Yeah. And probably Kitty Pride. There you go. That's a unique lineup. Harry, what you got? Um. Okay, so we've all put, I think, our favorite X-Men, or at least we started, or you didn't start with your favorite X-Men, Will, because yours is Nightcrawler. Correct. Um, but my, I'm going to start with my favorite X-Men, which is Colossus. There you go. Colossus is um, cool. I'm going to put Iceman. I think we've all put Iceman on our team. Oh, I didn't put Iceman. Just I you and I? about that. Okay. If, if I really, replace Spike, it'd be Iceman. I really want to put Angel. I really do. Oh, I forgot. Angel just always felt boring to me. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's not one of my favorites, but, like, I like Angel, especially when he becomes Archangel. He's yeah. more fun there. He's more fun as Archangel. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to put Angel. I'm not. I'm Because I'm trying to think we have flying X-Men already. The main purpose of Angel, in my opinion, is to have flying X-Men. But we got Storm. We, we chill. We got Storm. Yeah. 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 
Darwin's just the most unique one. No, you're right. It's a cool power. Same with why I put Colossus, because Colossus power is one of my favorite kind of powers. But anyway. Wait, what is... I thought he turns turns metal. Yeah, I think that's cool. Um, I'm going to put Beast, which I I don't want to, because I already have Colossus as a strong dude, but you have to have Beast. Um, And then uh, I'm going to put Rogue and Gambit, because I like Rogue and Gambit together. Is Gambit really like an X-Men member? I thought he was his own thing. No, he, Gambit's an X-Men. You're right. Similar with Wolverine, where, like, he can be his own thing, but I, I don't know. I like what he brings to the table with this. Gambit yeah, was a... I was just going by... If I had to go by, like, Cool Power, I kind of forgot about some X-Men characters there. Gambit's a very prominent member, starting with the Clarice Claremont and Jim Lee run. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really like Nightcrawler, because I think, like, his power's cool, Catholic superhero, but I don't know. I like Nightcrawler. He's awesome. He's always been, like, an interesting character to me. I like, I guess, I like the idea where, like, the leaders, like, the three leaders who we said earlier should be, like, the only old people, I guess. And, like, yeah. the rest of them should well, be, like... Beast. Yeah, Beast, you're right. But, and then I I like the idea that the rest of them should be, like, rookies. Yeah. Agreed. Um... Can we talk about how dirty Darwin was done in the Fox X-Men, though? Why the class? actor does it enough? Dude, it's just, like... The whole point of Darwin, right? Yeah. Is that he's unkillable. He is the unkillable mutant. He was touched by Hella in Marvel Comics, like the like OG comics Hella that yeah. has a death touch. And you know his powers to adapt to survive? Mm-hmm. He adapted to a literal death touch by getting the same ability and just having his own death touch. <laughs> you're trying to say is when Kevin Bacon's character put like the energy ball in his yeah. mouth adapt to this he should have been like, okay <laughs> he would have spit that yeah. thing out or he should, like what when kevin bacon was like adapt to this he should have just been like bet i will yeah okay tasty snack except bunch. they followed the horror movie trope yeah kill the black guy first and even then darwin i mean i guess like in his roots he's that but visually he's like a weird like milky white like he's albino he's albino oh yeah he's albino that's the whole thing but he's also got weird, like, eyes, too. So yeah. there's some of his mutation doing something, it is. too. But it's just, like, I don't know. They did him so dirty in those movies. I didn't think the actor could have done a good job as him, too. He was, like, charismatic. He was, like, a fun character. Oh, yeah. He was probably the most likable out of the group. Yeah. yeah. And then they killed him in the dumbest way possible. You know, his I just love his powers. Like, one time he was hit with a neurotoxin. And you know what was, like, his body's, like, his mutation's way of, like, getting out of that was? What? He turned into a sponge. Because sponges don't have nerves. Or, oh, like, yeah. Or, a nervous system. So he was just He's this, so like, cool. he was just this walking sponge dude for a little while until the toxins was out. And he adapted to fighting Worldbreaker Hulk by teleporting away. Nice. Yeah. The dumbest X-Men to ever exist is <laughs> Forget-Me-Not. Forget-Me-Not? Forget-Me-Not is a mutant who is it who's... Lived in Xavier's Academy since basically first class, according to canon. Like, a little after. But the only way you can remember he exists is if you're staring directly at him. Oh, so he's like the Doctor Who guys. The silence. I think that's what they're called. Except if you look away, you forget he was ever a thing. Yeah, that's exactly that concept. So you look away and you look back and you're like, ha! Who are you? The dumbest, I still think the dumbest X-Men character is the bad hugger. The what? The bad hugger. Yeah, bad hugger. He was in X Men Three with a spiky dude. Oh, oh you mean yeah. Spike. 
No, it, his yeah, name was a version of Spike. He's, he's not okay. Spike. His name's Bad Hugger. His name's just Bad Hugger. Yeah, that's kind of hilarious. That canon? <laughs> yeah, like in the movie universe. I don't know, but like, yeah, he had similar. Doesn't Spike shoot out his spikes? I thought. Yeah. What, what are your guys' most like your favorite like X Men mutation powers, or like what do you think is like the most interesting power? Huh? Because I mean, you guys already know mine. Star ones. Um. Um. I think pyrokinesis is cool. I'd say leech. Leech? Cool. The fact that his mutation is canceling other mutations. Well, I, I'm not talking about cool. I'm talking just like, what do you think is like the most interesting ability? Like That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm talking to Harry, though. Yeah, that's I know. I get what you mean. Um, Interesting ability. Uh, I don't want to say rogue because her thing is just taking other people's powers. Um... Blob. No, I'm kidding. Um, 